0: Hey, residents of Meeple Town, before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to let you know that John and I have decided to do another live episode of the podcast. And so next Monday night, that's going to be Monday the 11th at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, John and I will be doing a live episode. We'd love for you to join us to get as many people on there as we can. We're going to be doing that via YouTube like we did last time, YouTube Live. And um so yeah join us uh, pay attention to our um all of our social media outlets to get more information about that for links and such so now on to the program Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean Johnny. New Year, and today we're going to be doing a review of Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Then we are going to give our top five party games. Thanks for joining us for episode number sixty-six. <laughs>
1: All right, if you were here right now, you would see Dean, and he's trying to t- t- talk, but he's bubbling over his words, and I'm back here. Johnny giggles. Giggle.
0: <laughs> that was quite the That was the, the worst.
1: It was the worst, Dean. I had a really, really bad giggle, and he decided to keep it in the podcast. I thought it he was says funny. He's, he's the one who edits it, so I can't do anything about it. You're stuck. That was a worst giggle.
0: <laughs> it was a bad I giggle. I don't know why
1: I thought it was so funny that you just... Well... Dean and I were telling some inside jokes before this podcast started, so I had a case of the
0: giggles. I didn't even bumble over my words that badly. I know.
1: That's what I was just saying. Like I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but I think I was still laughing about the other thing that we can't talk about.
0: We have lots of jokes. (laughs) Lots of jokes going on in the in the background. Oh my gosh. A lot of making fun of each other too. Yeah, I guess (laughs) so. Hey, it's the new year. How about that?
1: Twenty twenty-one coming at you, but you're right here.
0: What do you think? You think people are more hype about 2021? Oh, they're so hype about or it. Or about like getting past Y2K. What do you think? Cause <laughs> 2021, no doubt about it. What what was your what was your stance on Y2K? Um, you freaked out, didn't you? I was I was concerned. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. I was concerned. I I was pretty. I was 16 during Y2K, so I, I was I was I remember being concerned. I don't remember though. I felt like by the time it actually was about to happen, people had kind of downplayed that it's prop. Like, I think we've got it under control. I think we're all good and all. But that. there was that slight, but like, for a while, there was like some serious worry. Yeah, like yeah. building up to it. And Earlier I like, in that year, if I, I was thinking, right. man, is this like the end of times?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I. It was funny because even though like most of it was, most people it seemed like were like, okay, yeah, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. I still think that there. People wanted to have a little bit of that fear because it was kind of exciting not yeah. knowing, you know, what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember being that fearful on the actual day because I think my, it had gone down. Like, I think there was like a little bit of, mm. but But the thing is, is by the time it gets to our American New Year, every, a bunch of other people have already had it and they were okay. So it was like, okay, I can actually enjoy, Yeah, you know, we can the actually actual celebration.
0: Party like it's 1999. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't I actually don't remember where I was. I do. It was like my most low key New Year's ever, I think. And that was ninety. You know, that was like the biggie. And you were like 18
1: or 19, too. Like, that was like the party years.
0: Yeah, I was uh, 19. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Party years are 19, 18, 19? Yeah.
1: Okay. You go off to college and you party. That's what everybody
0: does, I guess. I guess I did. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I mean, I did for a little while. That is right. Okay. What are we doing?
1: That was some stupid years. When I look back
0: actually. A lot of a lot of memories flowing <laughs> through the old noggin right now.
1: Oh, yeah. I know, me too. I don't even think I can move on. But it is
0: twenty twenty one. We can move on. We can do this, John.
1: So here's so twenty twenty one, I do think people are actually almost more excited about this. But I mean, is there reason to be? Because everything's still the same right now.
0: No, it's twenty twenty one everything the is...
1: vaccinations are going around. that's a that's positive, right? Yeah, like people are getting those uh-huh, but like overall, like I was talking to some people yesterday. I'm just like, uh, we make a huge deal about a calendar turning over. It's yeah. like all of our twenty twenty problems are going to disappear. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. Mm. Am I being a pessimist or just a realist? It's our
0: mindset that changes, not not we that... want a fresh
1: start, yeah, and this is a fresh start,
0: oh boy. I just had a. Uh, a <laughs> what did you have? I'm going to make a really. Uh, a reference that I, I can't actually reference, but I'm going to say it anyway. Did you ever watch. Um, How can you make a reference? Arrested Development? Yes. Did you watch the. like the season after, like the main, whatever, four seasons? It was like. You're talking five. about
1: the one that Netflix or someone came
0: up with? A New Start. Do you remember that? I
1: watched part of an episode and thought it wasn't very good and stopped
0: watching it. All right. I'm just going to say that, and I'll explain it to you afterwards because it's not. Appropriate for Meeple Town, but oh wow, Tobias. I don't, I don't Tobias know if it's got appropriate a, for me. Tobias, I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Tobias got a new license plate that said "A New Start." That's all I'll say. All right, all right. What are we doing? uh yeah, Poll. <laughs> all right, let's do a
1: poll. <laughs> all right. Well, let me have the poll ready. Give me a second. Oh, I got to pull it up. Oops! Well, there goes my Altoids.
0: <laughs> what is happening? We're not. We're not off to a we, good start. Well, we usually talk
1: about nonsense for longer. But anyways, okay, let's do this. All right. So here is the poll that I had with 2020. Okay, now that 2020 is almost over or is over, depending on if you were looking at the Twitters or if you were on our board game Guild, what kind of year was it for board
0: games? I want to know. Guild. (laughs) I like how you're talking about, you look like an old man over there. Let me just say that. All right. We're talking about, about the... we're talking about a Twitter poll and you've got your old like this little <laughs> notebook that you've got with your pen <laughs> ready to go. You look like a bookie.
1: It's cuz <laughs> I have to I have to add it together. Now that the folks are wonderful guild members <laughs> and I'm glad, like I have got to go do math now. <laughs> <laughs> to add Twitter and the guild together and divide and it's actually pretty simple, but anyways, I have to. So
0: yeah. You got some long division going on in that notebook over there?
1: Um no, I did that on the calculator. Okay. <laughs> okay, so How was it for board games? Dean and I were literally just having this conversation this morning. We still both have four to five games we absolutely have to play before we declare, you know, definitively how we feel about this or could do a list. Yeah, there's a lot of people that he wants to play.
0: That is exactly right. There's a lot of people who have put their list out already, which is totally fine. You know a lot of videos out there, and I think part of that is to get it out so that you know we can be the first to get our 2020 yeah. list out. But for us, we it's going to take a while because we we like to only put one list out, and it's probably going to be you know maybe even February before we get that out. It's
1: true, and I mean, on top of that, let's just be honest like, we're not that big, so we don't we're not we're what? dude, we're not Rotto, we're not Huge. we don't get all these games, like, we have to buy a lot of them, and like you know, or we get them a little bit later and all that kind of stuff, which is cool.
0: We just yeah, but Rado goes back and he does another video, which I like. Does I, he do that? Yeah, usually, usually he'll do, like, and he said that in his list that he did this time. It's like a preliminary list, and it'll go back in maybe like April, maybe not and that do late. And do a redo and of do it. another one. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Like, I that's good. Like, hey, if I, I mean, if I was him, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I just maybe one day we'll be there, bro. Who knows? So? I, I don't know. I don't think we'll see. So. You don't think so? <laughs> did you hear that, Maple Town? <laughs> do I? Th-
0: dean just dean just i think we're already there is what i'm saying no
1: you aren't now you're I, trying to I, back yeah now you're trying to get out of it
0: i have a higher view of us than you do maybe i don't think i so. believe in us i believe in Meepletown. town okay
1: now that 2020 is over or almost over what we can say this in generalities dean no matter even with a few games that we haven't played what kind of year was it for board games we did this mid-year we had the same exact poll mid-year if you remember so this time it is not good meh pretty good absolutely fantastic
0: Ooh, you want my answer first. You always want mine first. I do <laughs>
1: not want your answer first. Stop <laughs> trying to give me your answer.
0: All right, tell me tell me what the options are again. Meh? Not what? good. Not good. Meh. Okay. Pretty good. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Meh. You're writing that down. What I'm just, are you I'm taking just, notes like my, like my psychologist. I just wanted over. to... Well,
1: I'm just, you know... Dean... It's like. After this podcast is over, I have some things That's I need my to talk therapist. to you about.
0: I was wondering why we put this couch in Meepletown Studio. No.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, no.
0: Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good is correct. Yeah. Okay. That was my. Yeah. That was what I thought.
1: It's really interesting. <laughs> no, it's interesting that like our U- YouTube, sorry, our Twitter and the um guild was almost identical. Really? Yeah. Okay. Very, very similar. A
0: uh, 59% said pretty good. So super high. I wonder, timing is everything in these, right? Yeah. If you would have done this two months ago, or two months from now, or three it would months be from a now, lot. It would have been a lot different. I wonder if it would have been more in one of those categories. Well, I mean, we just did it. You know, it. it's tough, because all the good games come out this time of year. It is. Every it's, year it's it changed, feels... It's changed quite a bit.
1: Yeah, every year it feels like, meh. We talk about this, right? And then it comes to this time of year, and it's like, oh, okay. Like, there's actually some good games that have come out... I'm trying to scroll back through all of our stuff. So I mean, you can just do you mind just filling in for a little bit here?
0: What what are you scrolling through?
1: I'm just trying to see what the mid-year poll was cuz I can look that oh, up. Oh, you did it at the mid-year. I did. Okay. I did a mid-year poll and just said now that we are Yeah, I midway through the year where are you at cuz you said where were we? A maybe now is a good ago. time
0: to, for me to give my answer then, John. Go ahead. Okay. So I think probably I'm more in that that pretty good year um uh, at this point. You but. have given some high scores away. Yes. Over the last several rev- reviews. I mean, I'm at like, I gave yep. a, a nine and a nine and a half on both of uh, you know, our reviews from last episode from Lost Runes and uh, uh, Jaws of the Lion. So, and, and, you know, looking back, Project Elite was was pretty high for me this year. You gave T'want and Suyu. Pan nine. Am, Tawantin Suyu. So I've got some really high scores yep. for this I year. Yeah, I mean, you have some that should crack your top 50. I've got. For sure. I mean, Arnak might crack. i gotta leave that in there don't i you do yeah you do and see i told you that you're pooing
1: on meeple town and now now arnak is is pooing on something is what you're gonna say it'll be top 15 top 20 probably maybe somewhere around there i had someone agree with me did you see that on the youtubes about arnak yeah
0: no i did not yeah said
1: i agree oh there's no uh, he said something about you hit it on the nail on the head like it's a fine game but nothing that's super exciting um, I need to pull the microphone a little closer to me.
0: Yeah. I, I disagree with that. Can we re- you re- do. review that now? I've been playing that a lot. You want to so, give it
1: like a seven and a half now? No, wanna absolutely not. Yeah, I want to keep it the same. Just All right. So what was the next? And then I'll get, I, I did pull up the mid-year poll. I don't poll. know I'll if anyone would say a
0: it's a great year. I'm going to say, I'm going to say meh.
1: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I'll just go ahead and give it to you. So 59% okay. said pretty good. 25 said meh. 13.6. So about 14% if I want to round up then of course said pr- fantastic year. And um, 2% said, milk. not good. Yeah. Okay, so mid-year. Mid-year, though. What do
0: you... I wasn't making a joke. I know that you were. Did not land at all.
1: No. Nope.
0: 2% milk. I No, I know. You get it? I get it. <laughs> 2% milk. Uh, okay, all right. All
1: right, so mid-year, what did you think we were at? Just curious. Go back. To, go. This was August. August 9th. We did this poll, so this was... Right at the mid-year mark. I
0: think, I think, meh. I think it was more in the math. It was pretty good, actually. It was still 50% pretty 50% said okay. pretty
1: good. And you and I both said meh. And that's 40% said meh. So there's a lot, there was definitely more meh. You know, I, I, uh, you said you're at pretty good. I'm at pretty good, but I'm more on the bottom line of that at the moment. Like, when I'm, like, there's some, there were some, like, yeah, you is really good. Takenu is really good. Um, like, but I haven't given. Alma Mater was pretty good.
0: I had two last year that made my top ten, and I guess that's in my mind. I'm thinking like
1: that's not going to happen for me this year unless some of these other ones. Yeah, I mean, there's no way it's going to happen. I don't know if
0: anything's going to make my top ten yeah. this year.
1: Right now, I think I have maybe two that could enter my top fifty. Okay. And it was it would be those two games. I'm not sure about. I, d- I
0: definitely have some that will make my top fifty or be pretty close to it. I mean, three right now that I can think of that are. You know, Jaws of the Lion, Tawantan Suyu, and... R9. I like Jaws of the Lion was good. And uh Project Lee was in my top 50 when we did it this summer. So I would imagine it's probably still going to be there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I
1: was just thinking, I'm... But, but, I say a big but, if... I mean, uh, Prague, uh, is gonna be, Prague is going to be really good. I guarantee you. Suey's great. Howler Toe's going to be really good. Nah. Um, <laughs> Bonfire's going to be really good. So, like, that can easily shift... To, and I think Cloud Age is going to be good as well. I think that's going to easily shift it to me saying, comfortably, it was a pretty good year.
0: Do you, so I was watching some of these top 2020 lists the other day, um, and I oh, this was a Dice Tower one. Maybe, Dice
1: Tower! Maybe
0: Z's? Or maybe it was on multiple ones. I think it was Z's, which I don't often relate as much to Z as, as yeah, some of know, the other I, ones. Yeah, I don't at all. But he had this game called like Grand, him, Grand Carnival. Have you heard of that game? Uh-uh. I'm really intrigued by this one now. I don't Grand know. Carnival. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty lighter game. It looked like, but it was and it was a polyomino game. But it looked really cool. Interesting. Yeah, that's one that I I have on my list now. Whistle Mountains, another one, John, and Beyond the Sun that we really want to get played. That that could be really high for us too. Both of those are getting a lot of buzz.
1: Yes, those are ones I can I I want to play, but could do without though. You know what I mean? Like I could feel okay with doing the list without those. Yeah. That's me personally, but I,
0: I do want to play those games for sure. Okay. Hey, without looking, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to look this up really fast. Okay. Okay. What do you think outside of jaws of the lion? All right. You can't look this up is the highest ranked game of 2021. Paris
1: was good this year. A lot really too.
0: Um, That's right. I know what it is. Do you really?
1: Yeah. It's the crew.
0: Okay. Do you know what the top, let's say, top five is? Wait, of 2021? Was the crew 2021? You said I 2020. Mean, 20, I just... Nah, I got my years wrong. What year is it right now? <laughs> <laughs> I had this all pulled up. We literally I literally just talked year. about how everyone's super hyped that it's 2021. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you're saying it's the crew. So Gloomhaven and then the crew are the highest ranked. I think so. Fans. I mean, I'm pretty darn sure. Okay. I think that's probably right, but there's one... That I'm going to be surprised about? Maybe. Let's see. Um, On Mars is another one that I got on Mars. Oh, I got on Mars, John. I know. That's crazy. That's pretty surprising, isn't it? Um, So here is the rank that we... I'm, I'm looking at rank, okay? Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion is ranked 14. So it's the highest ranked 2020 game. Yeah. Followed by On Mars, which is 74. Followed by Eclipse, Second Dawn for the Galaxy. Followed by Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Followed by Calico.
1: Can I just can I, we just go here, right? We we're gonna talk about some games we've been playing lately. I think, and I no 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 I've I've done this so I'm not I am not. Um, let me say this I I'm not faulting people for it because I've done it. I think we it's the cult of the new. We get way too hype about games that are not as good as they really are. That's what I'm going to say. I think when we get new games sometimes... I, literally, I had this conversation with myself this morning. The, gr- the crew is 2019, by the way. That's why you were oh, it? about that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I really like the crew. Um, I had this conversation when I went to, to get my trash can from the street with myself this morning.
0: <laughs> now, now comes the
1: ridiculous the tra- the banter. Mon- no, but here's the thing. It, the, the conversation was this. What I really wish I could do when I review board games is I wish that I could play a game five times not think about it for two months or not play it for two months and see how much I want to play it and think about it. Go back and play it again and then review it. You know what I mean, Dean? Like, how many times are there games that you play and because it has something new and fresh, you get excited about it and then, you know, months later you go back and go, I don't think that that was as good as I really was excited about. But it was still a good game. Yeah. And I think we do that in the board game. I think we get really excited about new games and we get really hype about them sometimes. And, and th- this is where the tough balance is, is sometimes I think I overcorrect and I'm a, I'm a scared, a scurred to give something a really high score thinking this is probably going to happen.
0: So you, you're you admitting that you give low scores. I think scores. I did. No, I,
1: I think like in 2020, there were several games, 2019, that I gave way too high as a scores to. And i'm I'm I don't think I've overcorrected this year i i'm I'm scared that I have, but like I'm like, like going back I'm like, yeah, I don't really care to play that game that much. I gave it a nine. You know what I mean? like that there's a couple there that I'm thinking of that are still solid games, but I got a little too excited about,
0: yeah, and yeah, I think I, we I do think that.
1: everybody does that. I think. I, that's what I'm saying. I like I'm so not extent. faulting anyone for doing it because I do it. yeah, but I'm saying I think that's what happens with some of these games that are just shooting up the list, and I'm like, Come on. Like,
0: you know, in a little, we're going to talk about Viscounts. Is that in the top 100? In the top 100? Yeah. No, no, no. It's like four. Okay. 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 Cool. That's cool. Then there's only two, uh, Jaws of the Lion and Amars are the only ones that are in the top 100 from this year, which is okay. Those make sense. They do. But think about it, man, that, I mean, Gloomhaven jaws of the lion is fourteen. We talked about this last time, so that's super it's a high. little crazy to me, and but I, but I under,
1: it makes sense because how many people love Gloomhaven so yeah. much,
0: and on Mars too makes sense because of how much people love Lacerda. Yeah, you know that's so that does make sense, um, and and several of these are rising up. But Calico is one that I, neither one of us have played. What is that rated? It is four eighty seven. So it's like you know, 13 less than,
1: I thought you were saying those were top 100. That's why I got in my soapbox. No,
0: no, no. The top games, the top ranked games of 2020.
1: Okay. okay well then you can just erase the, that soapbox if
0: you want, but no, no I, there, but it happens anyways. Right. We talk about that. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. So what kind of an insight in how John and I go into rating games, we'll play a game and then try not to, I, I don't rate games even in my mind after one play. I try not to anyway. I do. Yeah. I, I so I I really try my hardest to like let it simmer for a little bit. So I'll play a game, let it simmer and then play a few more times and then, you know, have my rating based on those plays. Yeah. But especially after this year, you know, I talked about Alma Mater and some other ones that I just after the first play, I was like I don't really like these games. Lorenzo il Magnifico, all of their games were that way. I was like they're fine, but then I played them more and I'm like, "Oh, these are a lot of fun." So I that's why I try to do that in my mind, but it but it's hard like you said because you know, we, we, we only have a certain amount of time. And so to be able to play these games and then let it sit for, you know, a month and things, yeah, we can't, do we that. just can't do that. But, but I like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I,
1: I mean, there's, and I actually don't envy, like I mentioned, like people like Rado, like, dude, think of how many games he has to rip through. Mm-hmm. Like, and I actually have sympathy. Like there's certain times when he does a game and I'm like, I wonder if it's really as exciting as he says, but he has to do it so fast. Like you're just doing your best with what you have. Yeah. And like, so I honor that. Like, I, I mean, I just, I, that would be tough. That would be a tough job to be putting out content every day and rating. I mean, the positive is that you're playing so many games that you're constantly like, but it's it's hard to take a step back and think through. Like, I mean, the cool thing was, was this year, before we do the, I mean, we, before we get into games we've been playing lately, let's real quickly, we mentioned that we were going to do this and it's just going to be a Johnny monologue, I think. Um, But I've gotten to get, gotten back to the table, some old games because I got them for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And whenever I play them, like dang, these are really good. And I don't want to get so hype on the newness that I forget. Come on, that's not as good as this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did sure. you get anything for
0: Christmas? No. Did no. you get
1: anything? All right. Let's say this. Let's just try to make it a little bit more interesting. What have you gotten between Thanksgiving and Christmas?
0: Okay, so I have gotten some. Games you have purchased like a few, right? Uh, yeah. Well, on Mars, surprisingly. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I picked up on Mars because it was really it was a good deal, and it was brand new and shrink the deluxe version, all that. Um. So, oh goodness, I'd have to go back and look. We've we've gotten some, like Arma- Arnak was one. Um, uh, I picked up some older ones. Space Alert is one that I picked up. I didn't that know was, you got that. Uh, it was a used copy. Uh, no, 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 actually it was in shrink, but it was like a Facebook marketplace thing. Um, the Star Wars Risk. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play that?
1: No, it's been a long time since I played Risk.
0: I, I played it a couple years ago. So it's the two-player... It's nothing like Risk. It's that, oh, really? Yeah, it's that one that came out a couple years ago that was like Queen's Gambit a little bit. I guess I'd never played that. But anyway, um, I, I enjoyed my play of that, so I picked it up and at, a, at a pretty good price. Uh, and I think that might be it. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, Arctic Scavengers. Never mind, that was another one. It was a. I picked up all three. You got that together. game? Uh-huh. Hmm. I've been wanting to try that for a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm not that interested in that one, but I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on well, that Well, you're going to have to play it with me, so... I am? Excuse Maybe. me. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I think I told you all that on my birthday. My B-Day is December 1st, so that's it's like I get a lot of board games come the end of the year. Um, I just got a couple. I got The Gallerist which I talked about, and I got um, Anachrony. Was that the other one that I got for my birthday? Yeah. I mean, I've talked about both of those games. Uh, so for Christmas, I got terra mystica i got gaia project how about that now i had nice. played terra mystica i'd never i've never played gaia project i still haven't played that that was one that i we did the list with steph hodge and mm-hmm. i can't remember what year that was and that was like the number one game i don't know why i've never played it um i i can't wait to play it it could be really high on my list uh i love terra mystica by the way it's such a good game That, that was one that i played i'm like yeah i mean how can we jump some of these games like Terra Mystica, some of these classics that are just really good? Now, Gaia Project could jump it. I don't know. I gotta, I've gotta, i got to play it. Um, I got Shipyard. Talking about Suhi a little I bit I do earlier. want to try that one. Really yeah. want to play that. Um, got that. Uh, got Nations. And I own Through the Ages now, which i got to teach my wife that one. I'm not sure she's going to like that. Oh, and Grand Austria Hotel. Oh, yeah. Which will be a segue into what I I've been playing that. lately. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I, out of those, I hadn't played Nations before, and I just got done playing that. Which
0: um, let me give you a few. Have you played Nations yet? I have set it up to learn how to play because I also picked it up um, last year. I think it was at at uh, Tennessee Game Days, the flea market. Uh, but I've not played it. I've only played like by myself.
1: I'll actually, you know what? I'm going to put a little pause button for Meeple town because I want to play more recently, the physical copy of through the ages. And I'll talk about both of them, maybe next podcast or something like that. And just kind okay. of give you my thoughts on those games. I did like it for sure. I had never played. It. I did really enjoy it. The solo was really good on that. Um, okay. So I'm going to bring up, I'm going to talk about grand Austria hotel, because this is a game that I had played, uh, with our buddy, Jonathan. Oh, wow. It's been a long time, I guess before COVID. Um, and so it was one of those games that I would played, and I thought, this is a really fun, this is a fun game, but it didn't just totally blow my mind, but it was good. And I thought, I really want to play this game again. There was a, I got it on Boardlandia, Um, and dude, it's amazing. Like, it is definitely one of those games that, like, I played and said it was solid, but the next, the more you play it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, this is up my alley, this is up your alley. Yeah. I think so, too. It's got a cool theme. You're like, you know, you, you're running a hotel. You're feeding you're feeding the patrons strudel, I cake, like that. wine, and coffee. Oh, man. I and like then you're those. sending them off to bed, bedtime. I got to prepare the rooms first. And then you're like, hey, little guy, go to bed. It's time for bed, sir. And I do that every time I send my people to bed. Would you like, go to a hotel if they do that? Oh, yeah. I would run out. <laughs> I'd be like, well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Very much. I can't wait to go to bed. That's what I would do. Mm. But it's a dice drafting
0: got game. The, got the cringe face going on. You
1: like now. dice. I you do like to like draft dice, dice. Uh-huh. and you're drafting dice, and you're you know getting some strudel, getting a little cake. You know, you're uh, going up the emperor track. You know, the emperor track is one of those where you get bonuses, kind of like their other games. You know, some of their. This is Simone, uh, Simone Luciani, and um, Virginia Gigli, and they just killed it. This has been. I'm so sad that. I didn't remember how much I liked this, and they just finished that expansion Kickstarter
0: on December 30. Actually, that's what I'm looking at right now. I would Um, have totally backed it. I wonder you might be able to still go on here, John. I'm not sure. I'll do so. It'd be worth looking into it because this is, uh, yeah, I really I've had this on I've had this on my wish list for maybe longer than any other game that I can think of.
1: Well, people asked. Someone asked in the mailbag is why I'm bringing this one up. Out of those games, now this is not the whole. uh, What is their name, Dean? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't what, remember. Yeah. Either. What is their group's name? Yeah. Okay, they've done, you know, alma mater, Egizia, um, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. But 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 the actual designers kind of change. So this is only, you know, two of the designers that are part of that group. So but someone asked where this would fall. This would probably be my favorite out of all their games. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um I think I this and Lorenzo Il Magnifico are my favorite. I th- this would probably be my my favorite of theirs though. I just, it's snappy. It doesn't take that long. It's right. Dude It's weighted. I think Dean like 3.2 or something, which is like right in your wheelhouse. Akitoka. Akitoka. That's right. Um, I, I, I think you would love it. I really love it. So that's, there's a classic right there. It's actually, what year did that come out? You haven't pulled up? You
0: said, no, I don't. You said it was what? Um, it was weighted. What? Like 3.2. Oh, yeah, that like is. Like, it's like
1: right. I, I think, I really do think that you would just absolutely love this 2015. game. 2015. <clears> That's right. So, can you call that a classic? Yeah, I guess. In board game times, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not.
0: Uh, it's really, going to be. I got to, I got to try this one. It's
1: ranked 92 overall for a reason. This is a really, really good game.
0: I am, John, we're going to have to do this. Maybe, maybe once we can get through all of these like 2020 releases and we have this lull. Yep. There's some. I'm quoting air quoting classic games that I really want to get played. Nations is one of those because I, I would yeah. like to get that. Actually, all of those um, Civ games, those Civ games that I have, civilizations, another one I'd like yeah. to get those played. Uh, Grand Austria Hotel. Um, there was another one that came out that year. I can't remember what it was. It was another dice drafting game. It's not coming to me. But anyway, uh, there's there's several games, and I, and in fact. I wanted to get through my shelf of shame in, in 2020. Shelf of opportunity is what I'm saying. And you didn't. Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying right now. I never had that. I don't think I had that goal in 2020. Sorry. In 2021, I would like to get oh. through that. Uh, I said the wrong year again. But anyway, I, I really want to get through that. My games and nations, civilization are both on that list. So we're going to have to gotcha. do that. And then I'm going to have to play some years like Grand Austria Hotel.
1: Yeah. that That is something we've talked about doing, you know, come getting through this rush is doing going back and doing more that, you know, we haven't done a Meeple Town museum in a while, you know, we've used to do those, but it's just because this time of year is really tough. Cause there's so many games. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else have you, what have you been playing lately?
0: So my wife and I've been playing parks, which was a 2019 release. And, uh, I thought this might be a game that she would like. She was a, you might not know this, her undergrad was in Parks and Recreation. Yeah, you've told me this more, okay. than, more than once, actually. Which is, <laughs> which is why we were hyped about Parks and Recreation. Yep. That's right. Okay. Um, she is now a teacher, but uh, for we used to do a lot of hiking. We still do some, but we don't Where do Where does she go to school? Here, MTSU. Okay. Um, so we still do a decent amount of hiking, but nowhere near what we used to. We used to go a lot. So anyway, Parks is a game I thought she would really enjoy. Uh, parks is a is a lighter game it's weighted 2.16 and in this game you have two hikers and you're going to be moving your hikers onto spaces and taking actions but it's one of those things where you can move forward but you can't move backwards with them you also cannot move into a space with another player including your own hiker uh, unless you use your campfire and uh, you only get that have
1: like a party together what's that you have like a party together
0: there are no parties in this game
1: yeah but you have a campfire is that you say the campfire is when you put get into someone else's
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you guys are like, "Hey,
0: let's let's do a campfire, buddy." Man, you I know. You're creepy at running hotels and I'm be like, hiking. Hey guy. <laughs> do you want to do a campfire together? Yeah. I think that would be I would not far out. Stop at John's spot to do that. Um basically you you're just picking you up You would love it. You're basically just picking up resources and visiting the parks that have uh the resources on them. So if you go to like Mammoth Cave, it costs two mountain tokens or something like that. And then take that. You take the points at the end of the game. You're also gonna get. It's got a little bit of I don't, engine building's not the right word. You you have canteens that allow you to when you take water, you can take the water or use the water to to fill your canteen, which gives you another resource or you know whatever's in that canteen. Um, you can buy these cards, these gear cards mm-hmm. that make cards cheaper or you know they do lots of different things um but it's a pretty simple game but we really like it and we knock out it says 40 to 70 minutes two-player game you can play this in uh, 30 minutes or maybe even less than that it's it's really fast this is really highly rated you know that right 164 overall overall that's really yeah. high
1: 7.9 on bgg with six thousand ratings yeah that's pretty awesome
0: it's it's a beautiful game for one. I so think that's, you, like the production get, is
1: amazing. So, do you, how, what, I mean, what do you feel? Like, do you really like it or is it just, it's a pretty good game?
0: It will be one of our go to games, two player games. I think okay. it, and I've only played this two player with her. I think probably it's better at more players, maybe. I don't know. I'd be interested to find out. I think there's going to be more player interaction. Right now, we can avoid each other pretty well on that trail. Okay. But with more players, a uh, four player game, I think, only adds one more tile. Um, each, each round you're adding another tile and that's like your timer for the game too. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm not going to give a rating or anything like that, but I, I enjoy it. You know, I, it's definitely not a slog to get through. I I quite enjoy playing this with her, um, for, for, you know, like a lighter, quicker, something in the range of like a, I don't know, ticket to ride or something like this is a gateway game for sure, but we like it.
1: Yeah. It was kind of funny that you say this because our buddy Matt literally yesterday just said, Hey John, have you played parks before? And I was like, Nope. And he was like, we've been playing that and we really like it a lot. Yeah. So I was like, okay. It's, it's kind of been one of those that's on my radar of like, sure. I'd like to play it. But I don't know if I'll, I mean, I might love it. I don't know. You think I would like it?
0: Uh, probably not. I don't think you would love it, but uh, okay. I'm going to rephrase what I said, by the way, I need to figure out another term. I know there's another one out there, but instead of saying gateway, it doesn't have to be a gateway to something else. It's just it's just a lighter weight game, Uh, you know. And so for me, I there's a lot of lighter weight games that I like. We're talking about party games today. I think all of those are lighter weight games. So it's not a gateway in that sense, other than the fact that you can introduce new people to it. Introductory game is that better? No, that's I don't like that sound either. It's got to be a better word. I mean, I I don't know.
1: I'll figure it out. A lighter game. Yeah, It's a lighter lighter game. game. It's a lighter game. It's a lighter game. It's It's not a medium game, right? Medium light. I mean, you could say it. I mean, that's just kind of... Yeah. Okay.
0: It's fun. It's fun. Well,
1: there you go. Let's talk about one more that Dean and I have both played lately. And this is a game that we actually did a uh, Kickstarter uh, YouTube video for. Uh, We did get paid for the Kickstarter video, which now if just wanted to let you all know, we did not get paid to talk about this on the podcast. We just wanted to, cause we enjoyed the game. If you're one of those persons that does not like people who get paid to do Kickstarters, then you know what you can do right now? Oh boy. Here it <laughs> is.
0: John, John, he holds no punches. I'm He's just coming kidding. at you.
1: i just kidding. You know, we, 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 we make it very clear. We don't, we do, we never get paid to do reviews, Right. So anyways, we just we don't mind making a few extra bucks doing some Kickstarter stuff every now and then because we don't get paid nothing besides that <laughs> to do this. <laughs> right about that. So uh, it's kind of a nice little tip to probably buy more games to do this and we put it back into Meeple Town. That's right. Anyway, but I do want to talk about this. So Hex Monsters is this back and forth two-player, but there is a three- and a four-player variant to this. Um, Tile-laying game where you are laying these hexes out. And you are battling it out. You've got ten. You build a deck of ten hexes, and you're laying these monsters out. And the monsters can damage. They can block. Uh, so they can attack. They can block. They can paralyze. They can heal. They can turn, rotate, yeah. turn. And like when I first I like, got asked about doing the Kickstarter, I was I'm going to be real. I was hesitant because I was like, I don't think this is going to be my jam. I read through the rule book and I thought, okay. This is actually something that actually seems like it could be like a streamlined version of some of these, yeah, you know, some of these types of like battle games or whatever. I played Monolith Arena, for example, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to give this a try. And Dean, you you weren't too excited about it either, right?
0: Uh, I was probably more, more excited more than, than, you. than you were just because I like, you know. You like Hive. Like the Monolith, Monolith Arena and Hive and things like that. I, I enjoy those games, and it kind of seemed like it fits in that category. It's more of a Hive type game, but a more complex version of Hive, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, y'all, like, this was a really pretty darn good game. Like, I, I remember playing, like,. It's one of those ones that I actually have thought about that I've set back and it's been a little while since I played my first game. I played it I brought it out with my son, my 12 year old son and he was like, I kept telling him, let's play this game. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it and he's like, no, I don't really want to play it and we play it and he was like this is really fun, Dad. I really like this game, and what I think is really good about it, I think you should check it out for sure. Now you can go to our YouTube video. There's not a lot of information. The Kickstarter is coming soon. I am posting a, a, a Facebook link on the YouTube video. Check it out and check out the gameplay. But what I like about it is this: is it is very simple to teach. Like it's not complicated to teach, but the, it's it, it's very thinky. Like it it reminded me of like the simplicity and thinkiness of like Blitzkrieg, which was really good this year. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you're going back and forth, but it's not complicated to realize, okay, I just put a tile down and I put it in a certain area or whatever, but how to rotate, how to turn them, how to do all those. Um, it was. I'm not saying I like I like Blitzkrieg better. I just want to let us be on it. But like, I still think this is a really solid game.
0: Yeah, and I, it's difficult to compare them other than what you're just saying. Like Blitzkrieg and Hex Monsters are very different games. They are. Hex Monsters is thinkier than Blitzkrieg. Yeah, it's pretty thinkier. You can take thinking. some... I say long terms. It's not a long game. I mean, it's what, like an hour, I think, is what it took us to play I think the box says 40 minutes, but it could yeah. be... It I think us it did longer take than us... that in our plays, for sure. Yeah. But it, it's definitely thinkier because of how everything triggers. Hmm. You know, like I do this thing that sets this thing off, that sets this thing off, and... It's basically like gears, is how you view it. Like you turn. Oh, oops, I just, I just opened the. Video. I was gonna while we were here
1: before I forgot post the link onto the thing, and then it just started playing our video. If you heard that, in the
0: background. you heard Dean talking over Dean. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, but yeah, like gears. So you turn one thing, and then it turns everything else, which I think is really cool. I I really enjoyed this one too. Yeah. Like you said, you know, not not a full on review or anything like that. But I like Hive. Hive is one that I quite enjoy. This made me want to play Hive again. Like yeah. I
1: was like, I haven't played that game in a long time. I
0: think you would like Hex Monsters more than Hive. Yeah, um, I, I think so because it's it's more complex and it's. I think it's probably more interesting than Hive. Hive is is meant to be more of a you know a quicker game, but the direction that you can go with Hex Monsters is you know I mean there's endless opportunities possibilities yeah. of of the different monsters that can come out and the different things that you can do with this game. I think a lot of people would are going to be interested in this game. I think they should be interested in this game. I'll say that. I don't I don't know if this game is going to have a ton of hype. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. But I think it's I want p- more people to know about this just I because do too. I think a lot of people would like this game if they like those type of games. Those those you know kind of head-to-head games um strategy games that are kind of fit in that realm of hive but of a more complex version of hive. I think a lot of people could like this one.
1: Yeah, this and I want to say this about it, like the the name hex monsters, the design and stuff is not typically my cup of tea. And but what I, I'm not saying this in a negative sense. I'm saying it in a positive sense in the sense of I think there are people who might get turned off. Like it's really geared toward a certain genre style and certain people are gonna love it. And like super gravitate toward it, right, Dean? But there's other people who may be like, eh, I don't know, hex monsters, and I just want to tell those people, like, you should try it out because at least check out our video and see if it looks like something because it is, it's a, it's a solid game. It's yeah. a solid game.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Now let's get on to review and see if that's a solid game. Let's talk about Viscounts of the West Kingdom.
1: I had something going in my mind and then it turned into Mario Brothers. You know
0: what? Two things. Two two observations. One, I put... Filler music. I put bumper music in between every one of these but things. It needs, so when Johnny's you bumper music. do your extra bumper music, <laughs> it just sounds weird and tacky every time. And also, oh. is this a game about Mario? No, it's it's not
1: at all. But like you know, I just go for things, and sometimes I fall flat on my face, and that was a faceplant. Is the hashtag faceplant? It is <laughs> a
0: faceplant. Facepants. Fleece pants? Is that what you were going for? Why can we not talk today? I, don't throw me in here. I made one mistake. <laughs> no, you bubbled. Two mistakes. I said. <laughs> you stood right there. You kind of. Here. You
1: kind of said something oh, a goodness. little bit right then. All right.
0: Talk about West Kingdom. Viscounts. <laughs> oh, I gotta calibrate right now, Dean.
1: All right. <laughs> so, down. Viscounts of the West Kingdom is Shim Phillips' latest game in the West Kingdom series, which has had Architects of the West Kingdom, Paladins of the West Kingdom, and now there is. Viscounts, I almost forgot the name, (laughs) Viscounts of the West Kingdom. So in Viscounts of the West Kingdom, this is a big circle, Dean. With a little castle circle in the middle. And Dean, we'll talk about Iron Components, but I think he likes a little castle in the middle. A little castle in the middle. And what you're going to do on your turn is you're going to take um, a card from your hand. And you start off with three cards in your hand. You also have a pile, So this is a deck building game. You're going to play one of the cards onto your tableau. The tableau has three card slots. So when you play one, you put it to the furthest left slot. And the uh, one to the farthest right slides off. What's interesting about this is that depending on... What the card may not have a bonus um, at the bottom, but it may have a bonus that you immediately, like a lightning bolt, get you know some resources. Or it could be one that while it's in your tableau, you are getting a perpetual bonus, a coin every time you trade something. Or it could be one where when it falls off, you get a bonus of a resource or you get to flip over a debt or something like that. So you're going to first do that and then you're going to move your Viscount circular around this board based on the coin value of the card you just played. So if you played a you know, two coin thing, you're going to move it two spots. You can pay a coin to add more spot, one spot, a coin for every one spot. Uh, You want to move it forward. So you can do that. And then you're going to land on a spot and you're going to have four actions, Dean. You're going to either, you're going to market or you're going to trade. You're going to look at, and the way that this game works, which is really interesting is um, you're going to look at how many, like money symbols or market symbols you have on your tableau plus maybe if you've opened some up up top we'll talk about that in the gameplay um but you're going to count them up and go oh i've got four of those symbols now so i can do two actions where i i can trade in four of these for two ink wells or something like that dean's laughing i don't even know what he's smiling about over there
0: i i'm thinking about something i'll I'll explain okay a little bit
1: Anyway, and so you're going to get those inkwells or you're going to get the stone or whatever, and you can always boost your actions by adding something to it by the way. So with the trade action, you can add coins to boost it. All right, you can also build buildings around the edges, which are going to give you an immediate bonus, plus you're going to score victory points at the end of the game. There's three different sections of buildings that you have on your board, your player board, kind of like paladins. Every time you remove them, you get something perpetual bonus and you'll score victory points as well. Or you can go and get scribes, do manual scripts and when you do that those are going to if you get at the end of the game for however many you have that are unequal color you're going to score points so a little set collection there they're also going to give you immediate bonuses but then you could also go to the castle and send your workers and that is a whole bunch of setting off a bunch of crazy stuff we're going to talk about that later on i don't want to be dean i'm going to end it right now that's a general idea of how you play viscounts of the west kingdom
0: nailed it all right i'm going to apologize to our german listeners this this is why i was giggling a little bit okay okay um, do you ever, do you ever see the video? The, um, it, it's the guy who's doing the different speaking in the different, uh, like saying a word in different languages and then saying it in German at the end. And he sounds really angry. No. Okay. It's really funny and I hope that's not offensive, but it's a funny video. I thought. And you were thinking about that. So if you're a German listener and you think that is offensive, please let me know. Cause I, I, I don't want to be offensive about this because the name of this game in, in German is, uh, Berggrafen des West Frankenreich. Which when the guy does the video he's like he screams it in like this really angry voice whenever he does it so it's I think it sounds kind of tough is it yeah is it all right anyway West count of <laughs> to the west kingdom is that should I be off the show now
1: uh, he's uh, Dean's like he is so afraid to offend somebody that I can tell. Like and he's kind of like, "Oh boy, this is funny," but I'm I'm really afraid that I'm gonna someone's gonna get upset. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm just a, gonna say it. I'm not and afraid. And if you don't like it, then
0: oh boy, you know what you can do. <laughs> I'm not afraid. It's just that I want to be I want to be sensitive to that because you know I do too. We all. If do. that if that sounds like I'm being a jerk, I'm definitely not. It's I just thought it was funny. But anyway, that's how you say it. And, oh, I don't know if that's actually how you say it in German. But anywho. Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Let's talk about the art and components. Yeah. Do you want to go? You go first because I just talked for a while. Okay. All right, guys. I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound negative here. Really? Okay. I love the art in all of these games, but I think I want something different. You think you're getting tired of it? It's this. It's the same, right? And I. Okay. Uh, that's not a bad thing because the art is good. And and I get it. Like, in these series, you want to be consistent and have all these same characters. I would imagine it probably saves quite a bit of money to use because you're using different art on all these cards, which is probably really expensive. But I think I I as much as I love the way that it looks, I think maybe I want to see something different in these.
1: Is, is Raiders of Scythia, like, is that kind of... Like making you say this, maybe like you see Shim come out with something that's totally different and it's kind of fresher. Yes. You're kind of tired of seeing like the same thing. I actually I so. don't disagree. Like, I think the art's phenomenal. Okay. Yes. Um, and, and I do too. I really do. Yeah. I mean, the art is phenomenal, but I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, it, it, all of it. It's kind of interesting, Dean, though. It's like the cool thing about it is, is that it all flows and I don't want to get rid of the games because it looks the same they look really good on my shelf all altogether and, and I so think, I think a lot of people really feel that way I do and so like I love that about it like I could easily see myself getting like there are some of these games or the series that I have that I don't love but I have a hard time getting rid of them because it looks so pretty and I'm, I'm not even like that though and it also feels part of a set yeah so I think that's good I so I get but I do understand what you're saying like I, I'm I'm actually more excited about Raiders of Scythia than of some of his games lately than I was about Viscounts, even though I haven't played it just because it's fresh and it's something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But again, it, and I, what you're saying is absolutely right. And I think there's a lot of people. In fact, I was watching the, um, our family plays games Yeah. and in the background they have all of the, all of these games. And I'm like, that looks really cool. It just, it, it does. really does look great on the shelf. And again, I love the art. And, and I'm not talking about the components because the, the components in this are fantastic, right? Yeah. Like the plastic castle in the middle and all the the different shaped meeples, even the resources have different shapes and the Viscount tokens are really like these huge bulky custom meeples. Yeah. I love all of that. It's just a personal thing. I think I'm ready to see something different different art-wise, I guess. There you go. But at the same time, because there's so many people that are probably in the same boat as you who love like having that consistency in the series, I keep going for it. I mean, that this is one person's opinion, but I'm yeah. also not as... Raiders of the North Sea has been by far my favorite of any of these games but none of the ones in the West kingdom have been like amazing for me to, to feel like I need to keep all of those. But again, I'm very much in the minority in that.
1: I have to say, I mean, the Miko is awesome. Like he does amazing work. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I did a game, I would be honored. (laughs) Just amazing work. Um, but I will say that after the close of this series, if this is the trilogy and the close of the series, um, I would love to see him go shim in a different direction. Not, I mean, you can use Amico. I'm just saying like in a different like direction, arti- everything. You know what I mean? Like I just, I really would too.
0: Cause like, you know, I'll am
1: lose excitement every time a new one's coming out now.
0: But I'm starting to, we talked about endless winter and it is different. You know, the, yeah, the art style is the same, but what I mean specifically is like, all the symbols are the same which i guess that's probably a good thing you know the symbols that's a good thing yep. but the art the actual characters on the cards are the same people yeah and that's the part that i'm ready to to move on from but again I, that's that's me i'm i'm in the minority i i would admit probably to that yeah uh but but the overall you like the components as well in this one
1: I mean, yeah, they're good. I mean, you, the Viscount has a nice, big, chunky, wooden Viscount there. You have uh, the castle in the middle. I think that's really cool. You know, I, what I love about what Garpill Games does and Shim Phillips is they don't charge you uh, astronomical price. They give you a good <laughs> game in a nice box with good components for 40 bucks. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons I keep coming back. If this game was $60, I wouldn't have... Actually, we they sent us a review copy. All right. But you, you, mostly every other one I've bought myself. Let me just say that. So like I like I I keep coming back because I'm like yeah forty bucks is worth it it's worth yeah. a flyer you know when when the games get up to sixty bucks or something then I'm kind of like ugh I want to make sure I really like it
0: before which those have to go hand in hand you know not, not we're not insiders or anything but uh, I would imagine if you're using the same art it's costing you less money to you know commission the art for this game graphic yeah. design is different and all that but anyway so I would imagine that's a reason why the the price is such a low point but so which one would you rather have? I don't know. Probably the lower price. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, uh, yeah. And then, I
1: mean, the components aren't crazy in any of these games, right? It's not, it's not like Jamie Stegmeier in tapestry. You no, know but I mean? they're above but the, average. Yeah. But they're good. Yeah. And, well, the, and well the boxes the are kind of small, say. which uh, to me, sometimes the boxes being small is frustrating. Cause I've got like games that are like, when I get the expansions, it's just like, I got to buy another box yeah, because they're uh-huh. like, I've got several of his games that are busting at the seams and I, refuse to buy another box yeah okay we've talked a lot about art and components good conversation though i thought
0: i think so interesting topic again i'm probably in the minority and all that and i'm totally fine with that
1: but is the game good so this is that's what we always say we always say but is the game good
0: let's talk about the gameplay (laughs) do you want to go first you want me to go (laughs) uh yeah let's talk i'll talk about a few things that i like about this game
1: open us up with were you interested in this or not where you stood i
0: you know create a little drama i did (laughs) <laughs> not super, you know. Not people are really hype on these games. You know, I Architects um uh, up until this point was my favorite. You know of this this West Kingdom series. Okay, and I had it. I think if I remember right, like a seven and a half. Paladins was again at a seven and a half. Um, so I wasn't like really hype like a lot of people were on this game, but I was intrigued to try it because I know that you like these games. Um, quite a bit more. I know Paladins was one of your favorite games of the year last year. I really
1: like, and I, I replayed Paladins before this just to kind of do, I replayed Paladins and Architects. My wife and I just kind of over Christmas here just thought, all right, let's go ahead and let's play these so then I can like talk about, I'll give you in this review my ranking of these games. Oh, okay. And I'll even put Raiders of the North Sea in there as well. Okay. Just a little bonus action.
0: So for me, I was, you know, not, not super hyped like everyone else is, but Here's some things that I like about this game. One is the the card placement in this. So John mentioned this, but when you place a card, you're going to have symbols on that card. So when you take the actions, that's going to determine the, the symbols that are on the cards and also anything that you would have revealed from your board. Those are going to be what you're using to spend to buy the different action, to pay yeah. for the different actions that you're taking. I like that. I think it's really cool because as you're building your deck, you have a few things to think about. One, you have to think about how far you want to move your Viscount. You yep. want to potentially have a good mix. You don't want to have all twos because then you're going it's to have true. a hard time you know, moving to the spot that you want to. Especially there's a
1: lot of times you just want to go one spot and you can you can pay to go more. Right. You can't go less. Right, So you can't pay a coin to go one less spot. And there's a lot of times you're like, man, I'd like to take just one
0: yeah. Yeah, so you want to have those type of cards, but the symbols really the biggest thing on the card that you that you want to pay attention to because that's going to be that's going to determine how much you're going to be able to spend for these different actions. So if you think I really want to go heavy at putting my meeple's into the castle, then you want to make sure that you get the symbol that matches up with that yep. and be able to produce a lot of gold to pay for the extra action, you know, the extra um, cost if you don't have enough of those symbols on your board. Sure. Yeah. So, but I like that play because also the the um, you mentioned this again in the the overview, but I think this is really cool. Some cards that give you immediate um, actions, and then some are benefits, and then the ones that get pushed off the board I think is interesting. I really like that. You have to think yeah. like I really want this, and sometimes you you really want it, but it might not even come off the board because if the game's going to end, you might not even be able to take that action that you want to. Uh, but I think that's really interesting. I think those sure, those yeah. actions that you get at the bottom of the cards are cool.
1: Yes. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the card play is 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 fun in this game. You know, it's kind of the same thing, though, that I get. And we, what game were we talking about, Dean, um, that you really liked? Wait, this game has some similarities to a game we just reviewed. What What is it? Uh, I don't oh, know. my gosh. What I did we know.
0: just review? Gloomhaven and Arnak.
1: Arnak. That's, okay, thank you. In, this, in the sense of the uh, card play is what I'm talking about. There are some similarities because um, you're building... It's a deck-building game. Um, has a deck-building component, but it's not an entirely deck-building game. Yeah. I mean, that I the, got what you're that's saying what I'm about. saying. Yeah. So, like, there's other worker placement spots to go to and stuff, but there is some deck-building in the game. The thing I like about those... I, I really like the beginning of these types of games because it's really exciting building your deck. And then sometimes I feel like as the game progresses you just kind of keep doing the same thing over and over again. You've got your deck build built. You're going and you're, you know what I mean? And that's, and it's not a big knock, because I really do. I like the deck building in this game. I love the way that you play it on your tableau. Like you said, they fall off. Which ones do I play now to fall off? Do I want to play this card to um, just, just for the movement spaces? Cause I really want to go to that, that place and all that kind of stuff. But it's more exciting at the beginning than at the end for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, in this game. What do you think?
0: No, it, that, that doesn't bother no, you at all. No, right? because I, I, that might be an issue with you and deck builders in general. This one, feels, except for
1: like dominion. Then the game's over when you build it the right way.
0: Right. You no, know what I mean? One, like a
1: pure deck builder. I really like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is definitely not that it, it's, it's interesting. You, there are more ways to thin out your, there are a lot of ways to thin out your deck in this game. Yeah. Um, Which I think is helpful, but the way that those cards slide over and knock the other ones it's off, smart. I think is smart. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I also like the different types of actions that you can take. So you're either going to be buying those banners, you're going to be putting people in the castle. And when you put people in the castle, I think it's really interesting, um, the way that that happens because they're going to be pushing them into different spots on the board and you get bonuses from the castle. My issue with the castle is it's, you know, I talked really about powerful. this with, with wanting and you. I like to be able to spread myself out and do lots of different things and feel like everything has the same amount of value. In this game I don't think you can I don't think you can avoid the castle at all. I think it's too important for the amount of points that you get at the end of the game. I think you have to at least try to keep up with the other players that are putting their their meeples into the castle. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean I every game now I've played this game quite a bit. This is I've played this more than most games we review. Um, I played it at Christmas with Larissa's with my wife's brothers. Um, I've played it with me and Dean, i played it with my wife and I several times, Dean several times, all that kind of stuff. Almost every time the person that has the most in the castle has won the game. I think every time they have. I don't think that it that that, that, that is going to happen every time. I just, I don't. But no, no, no. no. In fact, not, not all. I think is... that's just a, a chance. There's a little bit of a happens chance that that ha- has happened. But I think it has happened, actually.
0: Because it seems like if you completely avoid that, you're gonna lose.
1: In a two-player game, it's going to be tough too. Yeah. it's yeah. really going to be tough because I mean we've played two-player games. the The castle is way more interesting in a higher player. This game is a more interesting at a higher player count. Yeah. I'm sure Shim would probably say the same thing. Like because the thing about the castle and what happens when you go to the castle, you're gonna put workers in depending on how many symbols, like Saint symbols that you have. Say you have five. I believe you put three into the castle. You put three where you put the Viscount in, but if there's three of your own color there and that there's three layers to this castle, you actually bump one up to the second tier and one goes to the left and one goes to the right in the first tier. So these things are constantly shifting around, but then when you do that, it might set off the tier to the right, because you had two of your meeples in the tier to the right. Now you bump up to the second tier. Oh, now you've got three in that second tier. And in the second and third tiers, you're getting bonuses. When you get to the top tier, you're getting a resource that you want. But also, there's an area majority. Whoever has the most in the top tier has a card that gives you five points at the end of the game. Plus, on top of that, um, you get an extra card in your hand like i mean in your yeah so you go from three to four or if you had four you go from four to five cards in your hand so that is really powerful and what happens is if if other players aren't paying that much attention the bonuses get too ridiculous this sets off this that sets off that that sets off that and it's just like i just played one move and got three bonuses Um, And at the end of the game, you get three points for everyone in the top tier, two for the second, one in the bottom. You're getting a ton of points all over the place for those. And so, with the first game I played with Dean, I thought, I'm going to go a totally different direction. Remember I said, Uh I'm going to try something different. And I went heavy manuscripts and other stuff. Didn't care about the castle. He obliterated me.
0: Mm -hmm. And then I tried the same thing. And and I I obliterated him. Yeah. 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 And that's... For me, that's a troublesome thing. If you listen to us before, you know that that's something that I don't really care for. Yeah. Where, where you're focused, where you have a lot of different things that you can do, but if you don't do this thing, you're going to lose the game. I like to have a little more flexibility in what yeah. I can do. And I just don't I, I don't think that the other directions that you can take. Now, one of the directions I took in the last game that we played was to go really heavy on, on building. So mm-hmm. I would I put a lot of buildings, all of them? No, no, no. I think all but one or maybe all but two buildings buildings, onto the board, um, which was good. Like it helped me in some areas, but it seems like if you're not putting your buildings out on the board to assist you in Italy, it's partly putting more people into the castle. I think you have to do that. You're going to, it's going to be quite the challenge. And so even if I was able to use the buildings to, you know, buy a lot of banners or something else, I don't know if that would have helped me enough to win that game. I needed to, in order for me to to win that last game that we had played, I needed to be able to get more people into the castle, which was my fault. It, totally my fault, but it was because I wanted to explore this new strategy.
1: Yes. But there's a it couple things work. that he could have won if he would have ended the game early. That's one thing about the castle strategy is usually it's slow moving to get going and it gets really powerful later on in the game. when you have The more people we have in the castle, the more powerful it's going to be, no doubt about it. So if you're not going to go heavy castle, you want the game to end really quick. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the way the game ends, all right? You start off with, uh, depending on your player count, a certain amount of debts and deeds and that are available before the game is triggered, the end of the game is triggered. So in a two-player game, I think it's 12. And so what's interesting is whenever there's been 12 deeds taken or 12 debts taken, that triggers the end. You finish that round, you play one more round. But what's cool about it is you actually score victory points by who has the most of the other item. So if D- Dean takes the last deed, whoever has the most flipped over debts gets 12 points, which is pretty significant in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of the game is that balance. like Because it helps you from not being able to just see like you just have to go one direction. You have to kind of balance those out. If you want to try to win first, second, or third place um, in those categories. And I think that that's really neat. And I do like the mechanics... In any of these games, like, I, I, we talked about this on the last podcast or a couple podcasts ago, how we like where the rounds aren't just rigid, how long the gameplay is not just rigid it's just it, it's it's flexible fluid for how fast it's going to end or whatever
0: yeah well you have control over how you're going to end the game yeah I, I think that's really. I cool. think that's that's fun in all of these games i like that balance between the debts and and deeds too you know the, the I do too the battle of good and evil is very present in this game you know especially like, in architects and, yeah, yeah yeah I felt it more in architects than any of them but it's present in these other two as well.
1: Yeah, because in architecture, you're constantly getting a bonus based on how evil or how good you are. In this one, um, what happens is, is you have these uh, a white and a black disc. And when they cross, and it's based on how you're doing evil or whatever and virtuous dudes, where, deeds, <laughs> whenever they cross is where you're going to get something. If you're more on the virtue track, you're going to get deeds which are give you a victory point they flip over you get three if you're on the other side you're getting more debt but it's interesting that as if if everyone's going deeds then it's actually not bad to pick up debt if you can flip them over
0: yeah yeah and and you're getting a bonus you know if you do flip those over yeah. on top of the the end gate bonus as well so yeah, yeah i totally agree with that um and, and you know the different characters match up with that too you know mm-hmm. the dark scary looking ones or the bad ones that are going to give you debt <laughs> yeah. and then the you know the journeyman who's got a smile; and just looks like a guy you want to have at John's, you know, Grand Austria Hotel or something <laughs> like that. Um, are going to give you the the not necessarily give you deeds, but they'll help you to to work in a positive way, sure. like moving yeah. on the light side of the track. So, um, so I think that's I think that's interesting. It it has that thematic layer to it, even though mm-hmm. I don't think that this game feels as thematic as like Architects did. Architects out of all these felt the most thematic yes me. would you agree with that yes yep no so, oh i was gonna say another thing about this game because you're just moving around the board this is this is a negative you're just moving around the board right like you're just you're circling the whole game yeah same yeah, thing constantly over, over, circling, over. and the actions that you take matter but at the same time it doesn't always matter like n- not every time that you're moving does it really really matter where you're gonna go to if that makes sense. That, that does not make sense to me. So like if you're moving around the outside of the board, um, then the actions really matter. The merchant actions that you take really okay. matter what you're going to take. When you're on the inside of the board, it matters because like you're, you're buying a banner, you're putting people in the castle in a specific sector of the castle, or you're buying a specific banner, but it doesn't always feel like, Oh, I really, really need to get to this spot. Especially like if you're putting people into the yeah. castle, Sometimes that doesn't matter. Sometimes you're like, okay, I'll just put them in there. It doesn't matter if I have to put them in this one spot. And to me, that's not as exciting, I
1: guess. I think you're going to hit, I'm going to go into my final thoughts. Okay. Okay. Did I like this game? I asked myself questions. Yeah, I did. Did I love it? I didn't. And so I thought about this game a lot. There's cause what's so Mm -hmm. Dean and I've had these conversations Like, I like a lot of the mechanics in this game. A lot. I like the way the cards play. A lot. Like, it's fun. I like the way that the symbols work to get your actions. A lot. But what Dean was saying about the, you know, going around in the circle and stuff like that. What I think I don't... This is a personal taste. There are at least two spots on the board, I believe, to get any resource that you want on a circle. That you can go around the circle fairly easily. So if I want stone, I can get stone. Guess what? If Dean is on the spot I want, what happens when I go there? Dean can rearrange his board that has three cards on it, but I can still go there. I wish the game was tighter. I wish there were where you really felt like you needed to get to a spot. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I really want to go there, and it's blocked, or I really want. there's only one spot on the whole wheel, so I've got to really pay attention and plan to get to that spot on my turn, I think it suffers from you can just do whatever you want. I mean, you you can, uh, yeah, if I don't get it, uh, yeah, I can go over here. Oh, I can get to that spot there. And so because of that, I feel like I can kind of do what I want. And some people like that about the game. They're going to like how it's free. You don't feel tight. You can can accomplish what you want. I like it. I mean, I just want the game to be tighter. I want to feel like, yes, I got to the spot that I wanted to get to. I don't in this game. And I just feel like I'm going around in a circle, collecting resources, doing a thing. So, I I, I thought it was okay. Um, I'll give you my score. I'm going to give it, um, and I think this is going to disappoint. I know a lot of people in our guild that have said, like, this is one of the favorite games of the year. I see this all over the place. So, so don't just take one person's um, thoughts about this game. Don't just take, but but I also have people that I've had these these conversations with that said the same thing. Like, I kind of felt samey, you know, or whatever. But I I think when I really think about it, I wish the game was tighter. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, a, even a reluctant, like seven out of 10, which means I'm usually willing to play this game. I think I am like, cause it does have some really neat parts, but I'm not going to recommend this game. I'd rather play. Um, I'll give you my rankings. Paladins is my favorite that he's done. I played that again. I still really like Paladins. I would say that Raiders of the North sea is my second favorite game he's done. I like this and I gave architects an eight out of 10 and I regret that. I'll be real, that's one that I've regretted. I like this better than Architects, even. We played Architects the other day, and like uh, I like it. It's the most thematic game that he has, but it's a lot of trading resources to get this, and trading this, and this, and this to get that, and trading this, and this. And it just didn't feel as interesting as... There's some more interesting mechanics in this, I felt like. But they're they're pretty similar to me. I still like it. So yeah, I'm gonna go seven out of ten, and maybe I'm in the minority. It's rated weighted, rated weighted eight point two right now. Yeah. But I just, I just, I just don't super care to play this game anymore. You do know?
0: You, do you think, John, that if this was a game on its own, take it out of the series, do you think you would like it even less? No, I think I'm pretty honest about it. Okay. I mean, you can be honest about it. Yeah. No 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 no, it. no. 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 I. I.
1: I. I think that I'm can be pretty objective because like. Yeah.
0: It's, the weird
1: thing is, is Dean, I, can I, I will say that when I first started playing this game, I texted Dean and Jonathan and said, this game is really good. I was halfway through my first game. Really liked it. Like, I was thinking, man, but it just gets too samey to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've explored, you know, the, the paths to victory. Um, it can change based on the way the cards come out and different things. We didn't talk about everything in this game. I mean, I don't, this would take forever to. But I, I you know, but again, if someone wants to play it, yeah, I'll probably play it because I do like it, but I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not going to recommend it, man. Yeah. I mean, maybe, occasionally, I recommend it at Christmas because my brother-in-law is like the West Kingdom series, and I said, hey, you guys want to play this and try it out, plus I wanted to play this at a higher player count, which was way better at four players.
0: Yeah um i'm i'm pretty close to where you're at john uh i don't i don't have the the connection to the series that i think a lot of people do which is totally fine um other than raiders of the north sea that's yeah you know for me way up there i love that game uh, it's it's the same it's a, it's the same for me john I, I feel like moving around the circle is not very interesting to me i don't like being locked into having to focus on the castle as much as as much as I think you have to, to be some, able to get points. You Cause know? you, you have to
1: like, you, I was going to, I failed to mention this, but if another player's doing it and no one else, you, one good thing about the castle is if there's four characters, four people in a section, you kick one out. You, so you have to go kick some of theirs out. If it gets, if they're going at it like crazy, yeah. you've got to d- at least get in there and, and knock them out a little bit. So they can't just go crazy on the bonuses. So, right. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So for me, this is my least favorite one of the series. Um, and and I get, I get why people like it, but I, part of me just wonders. And I I might be totally wrong, but part of me just wonders. Like if this game was completely separate from, from the series, would people still like it as much as what they do? And that's fine. I don't I don't think that I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way. Sure. Like, if you like the series, and you know, for me, I actually do want to play through all of these. Do the the tome saga. The tome saga. I think that would be really cool to do. But at the same time, like this game, if I'm trying to take it separately on its own what do I think about this actual game I'm at a six and a half I think it's mm. I think it's better than an okay game but it's not one that I'm gonna be like psyched to play all the time if you sure. say let's play it I might even suggest something else yeah b- depending on what mood I'm in but but again I don't think this is a bad game it's not I just don't think it's it's a game that I'm gonna be super stoked to play a lot yeah personally
1: you know that's why I gave it a a reluctant, I almost gave it a six and a half, but I do think it's got some really cool things that I like about it. So yeah, it's like at the bottom of my sevens.
0: Yeah. So for me, I, our rank, our ratings, are, our rankings are a little bit different. So for me, I would put architects. Here's the thing. I haven't played architects in a while, so it's hard yeah. for me to really, really remember. I had fond memories of it and I liked it. Um, I would have architects and then paladins and then this, I think. Okay. Um, so for me, it's, it's,
1: and you would have raiders higher than any of them.
0: Yes. Quite a bit higher, I think. Yeah, uh, I'd have to go back and look and see what I have that rate rated. But uh, Scythia is one I'm super excited about for that very reason. Yeah. So anyway, I get why people really like this game. Now, is it worth it, John? You said about you know 40 that's, bucks.
1: yeah. I mean, the prices are so good. Like it's uh, to me, it's it's like one of those things. I mean, I love how they do that. It's almost worth taking a flyer on. You know what I mean? Like for me though, I'm actually thinking about getting rid of this. Like I, I think I want to. Like part of me wants to get the Tome Saga and play through it. But like after playing these all again, Paladins is for me personally, the only one I really wish to keep. So I actually, I might break up (laughs) the saga and get rid of architects in this. Um, Yeah. But you know, I say that and, but I also say, please watch gameplay because there are people that vehemently would disagree with both Dean and I about this game.
0: Yeah. We plan to do a video for this in the next, uh, within the next week. Yeah. again, this game's getting a lot of hype. People really love this game, and i, I that's fine. I, I think it's great. Play what you want to play. This yep. is just something that's not going to be getting to the table, my table, very often. So that is a six and a half from me, seven from John. Let's go on to our top five party games. Hey, John, it's party time in Meeple Town. It's
1: party time in Meeple Town. It's party time, going to get on down. Is that I, it?
0: I thought you had another verse. Nah. To that. Okay. That was, nah. That was it.
1: I, I I will say that I wrote that one as soon as the YouTube video started hitting record. But I wanted to use it again because I thought it was pretty good.
0: You wrote that one, huh? I mean, you know. It's pretty good. A little, little jingle like that. It's what I do. <laughs> we did a video for this, but we thought let's do it on the podcast too because we recognize that there's not full crossover between the podcast and the YouTubes. So no, there's definitely not. So we're gonna do it here.
1: Yeah, let's do it. If you heard our if you watched our video on it, then guess what? Listen to it because we may have some new insights, bonus materials that we're gonna give right now. Right? That's right. So since, you know, we made this statement on the YouTube video, hey, since COVID's happened, a lot of us aren't being able to play these party type games. And so that kind of hesitated us for a second when it comes to us making this, but we thought, you know, Christmas with New Year's, there may be some people that are getting together with a few of their family members. A lot of these games you can play with, you know, four or five people. Maybe you can play with your immediate family right now. So we thought, what the heck, let's do it. Plus, any time you can go back and listen to this.
0: Yep, that's right. That, that was kind of the idea is that, you know, as, as things open up more, this might be something that people come back and listen to, watch, mm-hmm. or whatever. So,
1: All right, so let's do it. Our top five... Party games of all time.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. It really John, is. John didn't want to do a top 10. Let me go ahead and say that.
1: For him. I didn't. Because I, I, I'm, there would be some, uh, I don't play very many party games. I'm actually, this is interesting. I'm getting more into them now because what I've realized is that during like Christmas and stuff, I, I brought, I roped my brother-in-law and my father-in-law to play Viscounts. That game lasted three hours.
0: Oh, oh, three three hour. hours Yousers.
1: because my father-in-law asks a lot of questions. We've all played with, with folks, like asks a lot of questions every time it's his turn. And then he would like, he was getting up and leaving the table and playing with the kids and then coming back and then like, okay, what's happening now? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like, are you serious? <laughs> I love it. Like he was taking as much turn on his as it was for all three of us to get through the rest. Now, with that being said, I'm so happy that he plays these games with us. Yeah, My dad will not play this game. He's like, that's too much. So like, I'm, I'll easily sit through that. I'm happy to sit through that, to, you know, to play a game with someone who just cares about playing games with us. Um, and I have fun. I mean, it, it gets to where it's kind of like comedy. <laughs> but I think I've started realizing that, you know what, it's just easier to throw a simple party game to the table sometimes with these folks instead of trying to make, and I don't make, they say they want to play these games. It's just, I don't, it's just easier. Let's say that. Yeah. And they do enjoy playing like Viscounts. Like they enjoyed it and stuff. But sometimes it's just easier to say, here's a party game, let's go. Yeah. And I've been doing that more lately. So it's actually caused me to dive into more party games. I suggested this because of that. Yeah. But back to your thing, I don't have just a ton that I'm super excited about.
0: I, you know, for me, gaming is such a weird thing for me because I don't, you know, We do a podcast, so obviously that means we probably play a lot of different types of games, but oftentimes we play, I don't want to say heavy, but when you compare them to party games, they're heavier games. Sure. Most of the time, maybe not most of the time, a lot of times euro games, you know?
1: I mean, the, yes. I mean, the games that we play most of the time, if someone has not played games that much, they're not going to, they they can't play. It's going to yeah. be too tough.
0: But for me, I can have as much fun playing a lighter game if the people are fun and yeah. we're laughing, hooting, and hollering. Um, I can make a full game day out of all these games that I'm going to talk about today, and have as much fun as playing. You know, some of the other games that we play that are you know the strategy games. Mm, I wouldn't say
1: as much fun, but I can still have fun.
0: Really? Yeah. It, it, it. Yeah. It just depends. It has to be the right group. You know, it does to have a group that can really enjoy and just have fun. Um, you know, you're talking. You don't have to just focus on the game. There's yep. a lot of reasons why I like it better. Not better, but why I can enjoy it as much, I guess, as other games.
1: Yeah, I get it. I mean, I I think I'm actually having that enlightenment for me personally. Like, I guess I'll have a really good time playing these games. Why am I, you know, spending, giving myself a headache trying to teach games to people? that are, You know what I mean? Like, and they have a great time playing them as well. Like, if they really want to learn a game, I'll go through the pain or whatever, you know, the challenge or whatever. Pain is a strong word, but you know what I mean? Yep. Um, So anyways, yeah, so let's do it. Top five. You want to go first? Top
0: five. I will start it off. Yeah. All right. Top five. um, I'll go ahead and say that Meepletown Town resident BJ would disagree with this. BJ says that you can't can't have this as a party game. I'm going to do it anyway because it's our list. Camel Up. Camel Up. Specifically Camel Up 2nd Edition is the one that I am speaking. I've played both editions, but I think this is, is definitely the way to go. Camel up, and you can actually play a lighter version of this. Anyway, it's weighted 1.5, and in this game, you are racing camels around the board, but you are not taking on the role of a camel. You are betting on the camels and trying to end up with the most money based on those bets. Yeah. And how that happens is you're going to be taking one of four actions, and those different actions will be like uh, one of them is is taking a die out of the... uh, out of the pyramid, you drop a die out of there, and that determines how many spaces that camel, camel is goes. gonna move. And if a camel is underneath the other ones, the other ones are gonna move along with that one stacked on top of it. so it's it's pretty interesting. Sometimes you can figure out um, you know, pretty easily who's not easily, but sometimes you can figure out who's going to be um, you know the 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 winner of that leg. However, in the second edition, you have these two, camels that are going the opposite direction so they might pick people up pick up some camels and take them in the other direction which just makes it even zanier than the original i i really like this game think it's a lot of fun
1: that's that's, i'm gonna i'm gonna applaud you for the you for being able to work in the word zany in our podcast i'm gonna use it on every one of these games i just i had a
0: flashback (laughs) to animaniacs oh yeah yeah that's right so anyway I, i like this game a lot i don't I can see what BJ would say about it being maybe more of rules heavy for a party game, mm-hmm. but you can even play the first game because the game doesn't take very long at all. You can play a game of it without those camels going in reverse order and, and really just take out that element that does add a little more complexity to it. And I don't think it's too difficult to, to teach this one. So
1: this is one that I haven't played that I wanted to play before this podcast, this review, but Dean didn't want me to. Because he didn't want me to add it to his list, so our list wouldn't be so similar. We and have I we had agreed. a lot of overlap. And I it. agreed on yeah. that. Like, I, I said, okay, you're right. Yeah, I probably don't need to do that. Um, yeah, I'd really love to play I think that this one would be a potential hoot with my family.
0: Yeah, Downforce is another game like this yeah. that, that it could have made it on here, but I think it's a little too complex for this list. Yeah.
1: I, 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 now, I do want to borrow this. Nope. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun. I do want to borrow this one. Okay. Uh, so my number five is a game that like, I, I kind of wrestled with what, whether to put this on the list or not, but I'll give you some reasons why I did. And number five is going to be Spy Fall. Uh, in Spy Fall, you're either the spy or you're everyone else. And the way the game works is everyone has a card. And if you're the everyone else, you are at a location. And so it may say, you know, Carnival or whatever. So you get the thing you know that you're at a carnival except for the spy who just sees that they are he just jumped like a crazy man dean would you get a little chill
0: there no it's a little chilly in here
1: wow um maybe get a go get a go 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 get a ball what's happening right now what's what's going on here (laughs) keep talking about your game okay so anywho if you're the spy you have no clue where you're at and so the game simply works by people asking each other questions and i'm gonna say hey dean Hmm. Did you go to this place you know when you're a kid now you could also have roles on your card so you have to act like you're that role so you could be like the carnival lead or something like that like dinner rolls there you go and Dean's like that, no. and Dean's a spy and he has no idea what you're talking about he's like yeah yeah maybe yeah and so I'm like oh shoot okay that actually makes sense right so if you're the spy you're trying to figure out your goal is to figure out where you're at and there's a list of the of the places so you're not just like it's not just like any place in the world. If you're the other ones, you're trying to figure out who the spy is, and that's the whole game. But the reason I put it on the list is, listen, y'all, there's a you can go to spyfall.app. I'll be real. I think there's another even another website. There's a Spyfall app, even on the App Store, where you can play this game anywhere, anytime. That's why I have it on the list, because this is a perfect game. I was eating pizza with my friends um, two weeks ago. And I just said, hey, y'all want to play this game called Spyfall? They said, sure. We busted out our phones. We all went to the app and hoot and hollered and had a really good time. We were going to grandma's house for Christmas, my parents' house. What did we do? Me and the kids opened up our apps and we played Spyfall on the way down there. And I'm like, dude, this is cool. I really like that I can play this anywhere. And even if I have the physical copy, we can still play that anywhere. You're just, it's just cards. Just hand someone, hand someone hand the cards to somebody and then that's it ask you start asking each other questions
0: yeah the reason why this one's not on my list if you asked me a few years ago i probably would have had this one on my list i've played this game so much more than most any game that i've played wow i've played it a lot a lot a lot and i do think it's fun i actually prefer to play the app version i own the physical copy i prefer the app version because you don't have to look down like it it's easier to tell who that one person is If you're playing the physical copy, then it is the app version of the game, I think.
1: I mean, if you, the way you have to play the physical copy is you have to look down whether you're the spy or not, so Mm -hmm. that when you're the spy, you're not looking obvious. Right. But some people don't get that.
0: Yeah, but you also still need to look at the roles on your, you know, to figure out, or the locations. Because if you're not super familiar with the game, there's a lot of locations. It might take you a minute to figure out, okay, it could be the beach. It could be the, you know. You don't
1: want to ask questions. You want to try to narrow it down as fast as you can. Yeah. So if you're not the spy, you kind of want to see, okay, yeah, okay. If I say, did you go there as a child? There's also school. There's also this. There's also that. So, it, yeah, it doesn't help a lot.
0: Yeah, that's right. So anyway, this is a really fun game. I I agree with you on that.
1: All right, number five.
0: My number four is a game that I've played a lot. I've actually talked a decent amount on this podcast about. It is Cash and Guns 2nd Edition. There you Uh, go. In this game, you are taking these foam guns, pointing them at other people, and that your gun might have a bang attached to it, a card that says bang, or a card that says click. If it's click, nothing happens. You're just pointing it at and it, nothing yep. happens. But if it's bang and I shoot you and you get shot three times, then you're going to be out of the game. But whoever's out in, of the game, yeah, whoever's Not in the around. whoever is in the, I mean, you're you're shot three times. So yeah,
1: it's good that you could even survive a couple of those,
0: <laughs> But in this, uh, at the end of each round, there's eight rounds that you play this game. At the end of each round, if you're still in, if you haven't gotten shot, then you're going to be able to take loot from the center of the table and that's that's the whole game you're trying to get the most money you're going to be gathering loot from there and then take another round do the same thing you've got special abilities that have that you have on the cards the expansions with this i think are fantastic the the different types of guns that you can have and all the different cards that come into play i think it's this game's a lot of fun and it has been a blast for i think everyone that i've introduced this one to
1: yeah this one um a blast huh I see. I see what you did there. Yep. Um, this it's, one didn't go over super well with my family. It's a little zany. Yeah. This. I didn't love this out. game. I, I thought it was okay. Um, and my family, everyone, someone runs away crying every time we play this game. So. Why do you keep shooting at me? You know. I wish I could play with some, uh, you know, folks that. I don't know.
0: We. Well, I so, have a group of guys. I talk about this. You know, every year we get together. We play games at a cabin for a whole weekend. This one we play quite a bit, um you know, for we don't want to play you know heavier strategy games the whole time, so we'll switch over to this and uh yeah it's 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 always a a blast, yeah. it's always a lot of fun,
1: yeah, it's every time every time someone leaves crying, even occasionally my kids do too, so
0: oh, all right,
1: uh, that was the joke I was trying to figure out in my head whenever good. I stopped for a second, and then thanks for taking over so I could figure it out,
0: reconfigure, yep.
1: All right, so my number four is a game that's fairly new. Um, 2018 release, I believe, and that is Just One. Just One is absolutely always a winner every single time I bring it out. Like, I I mean, there are some games on here I have higher, but this is probably the one I would say more than anything I would recommend buying as a party game. Absolutely. Simply because it's always fun. Uh, I mean, everyone always loves it. And Just One, I mean, it's simple. There's five words someone says I want word number three and they don't know what it is and it says pizza everyone writes one word on their little plaque and to help the person guess it but if Dean writes pepperoni and I write pepperoni guess what happens they get erased so you want to give them clues but you don't want to give them the most obvious or maybe one person does right maybe that's the way it works out Anywho it's cooperative you're all playing together so much fun. Um, I get a little bored with it. Like I I can usually play one round of just one and it's like really pretty good. But then sometimes people are like, let's play again. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of over it a little bit. Um, so that's why it's not like super high on this, but it's, it's really fun.
0: We uh, most often we're going to play this back to back to back because we're going to try to get a perfect score and it's, I've never done that. I don't think it's happened. Maybe once I'm trying to think now, but. Anyway, we're trying every time, and then usually we'll end up getting worse as we go along. But Yeah.
1: Well, my challenge is that my kids always want to play this game. So. And somebody always ends up crying. Is that right? Not in this one. Okay. I mean, sometimes. Some, I mean, there's a lot of crying that happens during board <laughs> games in my family. Seriously. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, yeah, this is this is really high on my list, as you will see in a little while. So what's your number three, then? My number three is one that's not always a hit. Yeah. It's not a hit for John for sure. It's a horrible game. Word slam, which is kind of like a car. It is a card game, but it's like card charades. So you have uh, something that you're trying to describe to your team. Uh, Let's say the word is taxi. Okay. I've got my team. John's got his team. And if I'm the one who's describing that word, I'm going to be showing cards to my teammates. So I'm shuffling through these cards not shuffling but you know riffling rifling through these cards trying, rifling, maybe? trying to find the right card so i might take a card that says car and yellow and i'll put that for my team and i'll keep throwing cards up there or taking cards away or whatever so that they can guess and if we're the first one to guess that we're going to get the point this is a lot of fun for me i like it a lot but it's been hit or miss i've introduced it to several different groups some of them have really liked it some of them have not and I, I just think it's a lot of fun. I don't get why this one's not as popular as as what it is. But. I don't
1: remember the game that much. Like as even as you're explaining it, I just didn't. I don't like rifling furiously through decks and stuff. I just don't like that. Trying to find something. Do you like charades? No. Okay. Not really. Yeah. This one was one. I mean, this is one that I rated like three out of ten. Like I was like, I just don't like this game. Yeah. I don't ever really want to play. It's not a poorly designed game. It's just not my style at all. And I just for some reason don't like it. So there you go. Oh, go man. pick up Word Slam.
0: John's a lot of fun at a party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like it. I'll just tell you. All right. So my number three is, is this the granddaddy of them all? Code names. I think so. Would you say that this is like, it's so not talk- the highest rated one overall anymore?
0: <laughs> we talked about this on the, the video. John just looked through the highest rated party games. <laughs>
1: no. And that's his list. There's a reason they're highly rated because they're good. That's it. Okay. In code names, you have a code giver, right? And you have the rest of the team trying to guess what words. And you can just say, there's a bunch of words on the table. Most people know about this, but if you don't, I'm going to just tell you right now. Uh, there's a bunch of words on the table. You're trying to get them to guess certain words and not other words. Certain words are for your team. Certain words are for the other team. And certain words are secret agent. What is it? Some, secret agent. Where if you they guess that word, you lose. Game over man, game game over man, the game assassin. over. The assassin, the assassin, that's right. And so you can only give one, you know, word clue, kind of like just one, right? And you're trying to tie all these words together because if they just guess one at a time, you can do that. But the other team's going to beat you because they're going to get all of those guessed faster. It's a brilliant it's a, a brilliant game. I like Codenames a lot. It may have maybe it slipped because of how much I've played it. Probably not though. These other two games are just really good. I love Codenames still, and I'll play that anytime.
0: Yeah, I think I've I've played Codenames hundred plus times. I, I've
1: probably played this more than any other party game.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's still fun. It's the only the only reason this is probably number six on my list, honestly. It's it's because I've played it a ton, but I still love it. I still really enjoy this yeah. game. Uh, in fact, we had planned on playing it this weekend and then just kind of ran out of time. But the different versions I think are are cool. Duet's good. Um duet's probably you know the, for me maybe the better designed game, but when you're playing with a group, regular Code Names, honestly, I think is probably my favorite. But I think it is men too. Pictures men too. is cool. Um, I, I like the Disney version because it's easier. To I play have Marvel. Kids. I didn't really like it that Marvel's like, my least favorite. I think. yeah,
1: I didn't for some reason because my kids love Marvel. We just didn't. It didn't didn't do much for us for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. But this one is it is a lot of fun and it's worth all the hype that it gets for sure. All right, my number 2 is a game that has party in the name, John. It's got the n- Wow. Party is in the name, but it's listed as a family game. I guess it's a party game too. Sushi Go Party. Sushi go party gonna
1: put that sushi in my mouth cuz it's a party in my mouth. Okay. I love sushi. It's my favorite food of all time. Is that That's right? how much I love it. Yes. Wow.
0: Okay. Then what do you think about the game? It's okay. <laughs> You
1: know I don't love this game. I know it. I don't hate the game either.
0: I don't hate this game. I, you've played this one a lot too. I have. A yeah. lot. So Sushi Go is a card drafting game where you are just trying to collect different types of sushi. It's set collection through that card drafting. And that's
1: why. Because I'm not a big set collection yeah.
0: fan. Yeah. And it's pretty simple set collection too. It's like, you know, get uh, get the most of these and you get points. Or get, mm-hmm. you know, a certain set of these and you get points. Some are just straight up worth points. Yep. The Party is cool because it... it changes sushi go into a more replayable game Mm -hmm. so you can change the different cards that you're going to add to the game way more replayable. yeah and so you 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 know you can have a lot of different options of how you're going to play the game you say oh i really like this you know this special card let's leave that one in there but we're going to change out this appetizer or whatever so you you change it out as much as you want and it also the the rule book has some preset options in there for you Sushi Go is just a lot of fun, and Party just, again, adds that replayability. This has been a hit for most people that I've introduced it to. I probably like the mechanisms of uh, Sushi Roll better, but the replayability in Sushi Go Party is a lot higher, and this is a more approachable to, to newer people. And so you can teach it no problem. Plays in about 20 minutes. Plays up to eight players. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is
1: one, though, though it's not my personal favorite taste, this is one of my higher recommendations. But you
0: literally just said it was your favorite taste.
1: That's true. That's a good <laughs> point. I'm getting hungry now. Okay. I'm not going to lie. You're making me hungry. My stomach is growling right now. Um, oh, man, I could really go for some salmon to All right, anyways. Uh, but this is always a hit when I bring it to the table. I, yeah. It's almost like this is a game... Almost like no other do people buy the game as soon as I teach them the game. Absolutely. They just love it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm buying it right now. This is such a good game. And I think it's because it's so fast-paced. You're drafting. You know, it's like any drafting game. You're just like constantly doing something. You're not waiting for other people to take their turn. It's quick. It's snappy. It's peppy. It's got a neat theme. And people really like this game. So even though I don't have it on my list or have it super highly rated, I would recommend it. Because I'm in the minority, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know, everyone has their own to each his own. Yep.
1: All right. Sushi go party. Sushi go party. So my number two and my number one is just a toss up. I'll just be real. So just, you know, say it however you want to say it, do it however you want to do it. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. My number two is deception murder in Hong Kong. How about that, Dean? One that you haven't played that you would really like.
0: Yeah, I want to try this. I
1: can't wait to teach you this game. You will really like it. I do. I really think you're going to love this game. I think that your students over at MTSU would love it as well
0: because they love these types of games. They do love this. They yeah. uh, Oh no no. Sorry, this is your other one that I was thinking of. Um, No, they have not played this one either. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Mysterium is one that I like quite a bit, so I think I probably like this one.
1: Yeah. So in this game, there's been a murder in Savannah. I mean, Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. and. Sorry, I liked Dean's really good smile that he had right then. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that good, but anyways. There's been a murder in Hong Kong, and you're investigating the murder, but here's the twist. One of the investigators is the murderer. And so in this game, you are trying to figure out, if you're an investigator, who the murderer is, with what weapon they used, and uh, what the evidence they left behind. Every player has eight cards in front of them. Four of them are evidence, four of them are a weapon that they could have used. And so you're trying to figure that out, but how do you figure it out? Well, there's a forensic scientist, and they have cards. And on the cards, they're gonna place a bullet on things that will be the closest. So maybe they selected the poison darts, and so they select on the card, they died by poisoning. It's very rarely that simple, I'll say that usually it's yeah. Anyways. So it's usually a lot more complicated than that. Like it's just not as easy to, to give the guesses or whatever the hints from the forensic scientists, but that's what you're doing. And you're trying to figure it out. If you're the murderer, you're just trying to throw people off. You just don't want to be got. So you're just, mm, Oh yeah. But what about that? You know, look at Look over there. There's a drink that oh That could be poisoned, poison their drink. You know what I mean? And you're just, and that's the whole game. That's it. Super s- simple to teach. I was able to bring this out With both of my families, and it was a huge success this Christmas. A huge success. My brother didn't want to play it. We ended up playing like three or four games of it. Like he was like, okay, yeah, let's play it again. Okay, okay, now I got it now. You know, and my other family, my wife's family was more into it off the bat. But even my mother-in-law, who's hesitant to play games, I think she enjoyed it and figured it out.
0: Yeah, I really, I really want to check this one out. Seems like that would be. It gets a lot of hype. These people really like this. It's game. so
1: good. It's so simple and good. There's other roles that can happen, like witnesses and stuff. I won't talk about all that, but it can get a little bit more than than just investigator or murderer. But you can just play that as well to keep it really simple. And I like that about it too. This
0: is the number nine party game. Are all of yours in the top ten party games? It's not top. Six? It's not top one, two, or three. So there you go. Uh, we'll see about your next one. My. Number one is a game we already talked about. It's the number three party game. Yeah, thanks. Just one. That's right. Uh, We don't have to really go into this anymore because you already heard me talk about it, but I just, just one is, it's always a hit. Like John said, it's just such a blast and it's one that I love too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've got nothing else to say. It's just one that, that it's, it's in that realm of code names for me of, you know, Games that I've played a ton that I've introduced to a lot of people that have loved it, all that. So just one, a lot of fun, my number one.
1: Yeah, if you haven't tried that in a party setting, you should,
0: for sure. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, okay, w- let me say one negative, though. Okay. You, I mean, it's a party game. It does play only up to seven, but you really need to have six or seven players playing this. It's a lot more fun with that higher count. It's more difficult with less.
1: Yes, yeah. It definitely is more difficult, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so cuz your your likelihood of, but you're of also likelihood putting of the same putting the
1: same thing is less with less players and all that. Yeah. i It always, is more fun with higher. Players.
0: I'm always the guy who puts like the really like crazy clue on there yeah, that that usually helps. Because it's not gonna be it's not gonna be nixed off the board unless everybody else put the same thing and then it's just mine. Then there's no way you're gonna guess what it is.
1: That's how I, I I'm not the same way. I don't think mine helps sometimes. Sometimes my family is like, why does your mind think that way? And that I get a lot in the next game. I'm a number one. Okay. Which is Decrypto, Uh which is just a phenomenal game. Decrypto, you've got.
0: It's the number one party game, is that it right? Is.
1: I mean it is. It's because there's a
0: reason why. Yeah.
1: My it's students really love this good. One. You would this love this game, Dean. Yeah. There's you've got um you've got words in front of you and you're trying to guess you're trying to get your teammates to guess them in the right order. Four or three, two, one, or whatever. And you're trying to so not only you're gonna have those words the entire game. And so, Dean, I'm gonna like try to give you a hint because the word is ketchup. And so maybe I say red. But that's pretty obvious. Now, at first, the other team, because the other team is trying to intercept your communication, Dean. They're trying to figure out what your words are, all right? So, at first, red doesn't do a lot, right? But the next round, whenever my player says... Tomato. Bottle, or tomato, then you're like, oh, well, it's... it's You know what I mean? It's it's pretty obvious now. And that's the whole game. It's so fun. That's where I get in trouble all the time, where they're like, what are you talking about? You know, like, because I... But it's just, I don't care. Because I'm trying to not be obvious, yeah, But if they don't guess the order correctly, then your team gets a mis- miscommunication token. And if you get, I think, three of those, you lose the game as well. So you also have to be really careful about not trying to, or maybe it's just two of them, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've played it, at least a few months. Anyways, um, anyways so you, you don't want to miscommunicate, but you also don't want them to intercept because if they intercept and they know your words, you lose the game. So pretty simple, really fun, really fun. And it's got cool little decoder things.
0: Yeah, I the like art's that. really good in the game. I like that. I I really want to try this one. I've, I don't know why I have not. I guess it's, yeah, just has not hit the table. You said but your students love this game. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that is our top five party games. I would have liked to have done 10, but John said no. Nope. No party. No party there. Get out of here. Rejected. All right. Speaking of rejected, tell people how they can get in touch with us. <laughs> what? What is <laughs> I that mean, supposed to mean? I needed, mean? <laughs> I needed a, a transition of
1: sorts. Oh, if you're enjoying <laughs> our podcast, uh, we'd love for you to rate it. We haven't had a rating in a while. Dean and I are just kind of getting sad about that, actually.
0: Why don't you like us?
1: Mipatel? We want, We don't just want you to rate it. Like, Just don't give us you know, some stars. We want a description that we can read on air that's hilarious. Maybe people are nervous that we're going to read theirs and not like it or something. Oh, that could be. You know, maybe now that we started doing this, we're actually hurting ourselves.
0: <laughs> That's probably right.
1: Just make uh, anyway. it really
0: heartfelt. It doesn't have to be funny. There you go.
1: But funny is nice. But heartfelt is nice, too. Go to MeepleTownGames.com to check out all of our stuff. We're at MeepleTown on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're board game Geek Guild 3407.
0: Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown.
1: So, Dean, besides playing games, what else do you do when you party? When I party? Yeah,
0: I'm just curious. Like, it, is, does that even happen anymore? Partying, no. It's like going to bed with a warm glass of milk happens. That's, <laughs> that's, that's That's my kind of party What, these what about days.
1: like dancing and stuff? You dance, right?
0: No. <laughs> no. No? I thought that you said that you did. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, like... Uh, so if you get to a we- if I you can get, like swing dance and like salsa and stuff like that. If but,
1: you went to a wedding and there's a dance floor, would you dance with your wife?
0: Are they playing like... Music that uh, that I don't have to like freestyle dance to. You're talking about what? Like, like I can use what like waltz music and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> then you, old man Dean. Yeah. Most of the time I'm skipping the reception. And going, so if it's like mm-ts, going mm-ts, to bed. Mm-ts, 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 mm-ts.
1: you're like no way.
0: <laughs> These this loud music. You could talk to the DJ and tell him to turn the music down.
1: Dude, I'm kind of with you. Whenever this is gonna be a little bit longer, but whenever my cousin. Who's 23 got married, it was like a wild party on the dance floor. And like, I was just like, this is not really me anymore. I just can't, like, I'm just like, yeah, I think I wanna go. (laughs) (laughs) Or I just wanna sit, I wanna sit. Listen, this. I was a groomsman in his wedding, and I was by far the oldest one. Oh, yeah. And we spent the whole day together with these young people, and I I like them a lot. (laughs) But you know what my most exciting moment was? when the 50 year old started coming in and I'm like, all right, now I can actually have some conversation. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. All right. And then I went and I just sat down with like his parents and stuff. And I was like, okay, I
0: feel like I'm I'm back at home. (laughs) There is nothing that you could say that would make you sound older than you saying with those young people. (laughs) That's that's what I am, I guess.
1: (laughs) Moving up there, baby.